Hello and welcome to the latest edition of China Inc. by Bamboo Works, where we discuss the latest business and financial news from China and what it all means. I'm Doug Young, Bamboo Works editor in chief, and I'm joined today by Renee Vangustine, one of our founding partners, who's also a longtime China watcher and former investment banker. Today we'll take a look at major new finds for two of China's biggest fintech companies, Ant Financial and Tencent's TenPay. We'll also look at Fresh Hippo, the Alibaba-owned supermarket chain that's revving up for a Hong Kong listing by the end of this year. We'll start with Ant Financial and Tencent, which have both become the latest China tech companies to be levied with heavy fines. Ant, which is the parent of Alipay, got socked by the central bank with a $7.1 billion fine, or nearly $1 billion, due to legal and regulatory violations. Meantime, Tencent disclosed that its TenPay payment service was fined 3 billion yuan by the central bank for similar regulatory breaches. So these two penalties are the latest in a series of similar major fines handed down to Chinese big tech companies. Both e-commerce giant Alibaba and Tencent's music arm have previously been fined for anti-competitive behavior, and so is Meituan. These fines look a little different because they were levied by the central bank for regulatory violations. What do you think is the significance of that difference, uh, if any? Well, I mean, obviously, uh, you're looking at financial institutions here, or at least uh, financial businesses inside bigger groups. So it's um, it's not a surprise that the financial regulators are the ones who meeting out the penalties hmm. um, and the fines. I think that seems to me to be, you know, quite a logical process. Um, the uh, there are two issues, I think, that affected those groups in particular, and I think you alluded to that. One was antitrust behavior, but um, the um, and financial problems didn't start, um, you know, particularly as antitrust issues, or at least not officially. Hmm. The regulators went after Ant Financial, obviously, as we all know, after Jack Ma's infamous uh, speech uh, (laughs) in Shanghai. It's dressing down. Yeah, dressing down. But but also, um, you know, there had long been complaints by... Uh, banks in China, and we know that you know all these banks pretty much are uh, owned by the government. Anyhow, they're state-owned banks. About the fact that um, and financial was not competing fairly hmm. uh, because they didn't have to put up uh, reserve capital um, in in their operations like like commercial banks have to do. And and those banks complained about that and, and, you know, mourned about that for a long period of time. So when the door was open, I think, for the regulators in China in general to take uh, a pretty strong look at Ant Financial, uh, that came into play. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think that in their case, it was mostly, uh, you know, from the angle of financial regulations as opposed to antitrust behavior. And I think that if you look at the WeChat Pay and so on, I mean, all of these businesses are purely financial businesses. Right. And this is, you know, this is not uh, unique either if you look at uh, 
the the recent history in uh, in the financial industry in China, uh, you know, it started with the the so-called P2P lending business, uh, which for a number of years was like you know the priority number one of financial regulators mm. in terms of uh, cleaning them up and so on. Right. So the whole sector, its practices. Uh, from a regulatory standpoint, and as I mentioned earlier, there was there was a uh, antitrust, and I wouldn't necessarily call it antitrust, but an anti-competitive aspect to it, at mm. least in relation to uh, what and financial was doing, how they were doing it, compared to what the uh, uh, commercial banks, state-owned banks, but commercial banks uh, were forced to do especially right. in terms of um, capital adequacy and all of that. Right, right. So it's 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 pretty much it pretty much was all I think from purely a financial regulation standpoint with you know a different I guess motive that uh, that uh, started the whole ball rolling. Right. All right. Well, how about uh I mean, uh, there's a few things here. So some people are speculating that these fines could mark you know, they keep saying it's going to, the, 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 you know, the regulatory crackdowns are winding down. And actually, I mean, uh, the, you know, some of the reports I saw said that Ant could, uh, you know, finally get a financial license because I guess they, they've never officially been licensed as a financial services company. Mm. And, and speaking of that, uh, you know, another report I just read today, I think, said that Ant is now worth about a third of what it was worth at its IPO at the time of its IPO. So, you know, they've done a lot of overhauling, uh, spinning things off, probably, uh, you know, scaling down certain businesses. Do you think this is the end or are we going to see more? I, every time people say it's the end, it seems like it's not the end. Yes, maybe, perhaps, until. <laughs> um, I guess if we knew the knows? answer. Yeah, who knows? Um, you know, I think that uh, if you look at this as being purely and simply a matter of financial regulations, you would look at Alibaba and Tencent being fined after lengthy uh, investigations uh, and and discussions with the regulators. Yeah, you would expect that you know the line has been drawn. And and that's it. But we we also know that in the financial world, anywhere in the world, um, that's a very dynamic world. And uh, you know, banks, financial institutions in different parts of the world get uh, you know tackled by regulators. They pay fines and so on. And then life goes on. And then the business evolves a bit. And then Later on, you've got new violations or alleged violations in a different part of the, the, these business uh, empires and so on. So uh, is it over for good? I, I don't think it's over for good. I think that it is over in terms of addressing the problems and the issues that the regulator focused on over mm. the last two and a half years, basically. I'm coming up to three years. Uh, but... Uh, Finance being finance, there could be other issues popping up in the future, like we have seen in many financial markets in the world. Okay. All right. Uh, 
Next, why don't we move on to our, our second topic, which is Alibaba's Fresh Hippo, which is also known as Hema in Chinese. And they bill themselves as a high-tech supermarket chain that's part of Alibaba's new retail strategy, which merges online and offline shopping. So Fresh Hippos announced the opening of 12 new stores. Seems like a lot of people are interpreting this as them starting to try and drum up hype in the run-up to an expected IPO by the end of this year. The chain's just one of more than a half dozen businesses being spun off by Alibaba for IPOs as part of its breakup plan announced in March. So Fresh Hippo's trying to bill itself as a high-tech retail play, which is understandable given the lack of investor excitement for such traditional retailers. One of its most distinguishing features is its large volume of online orders, which allows it to post far more revenue per store than traditional supermarkets. Do you think this will make the IPO more attractive to investors? Well, the first thought that came to mind was WeWork, which was a pure real estate business, but boring, but uh, <laughs> presented itself as a high-tech company. Mm. Uh, that didn't work so well uh, really. when, when people woke up and finally realized uh, what the business really was at its core and, and it's the way it operated day in, day out. Um, the, uh, I think it's a bit different here uh, because, as, as you mentioned, um, there's, um, there's a high volume of online orders um, that make it a little bit more like, if you want, a, uh, Amazon or um, maybe in China, uh, you know, Meituan, Ding Dong and so on. Although the valuations, at least on Ding Dong and its and its direct competitor called Misfresh, um, <laughs> have not been particularly juicy uh, of late. <laughs> no but, puns intended. Um, no puns intended. But it's um, yeah. I mean, look, it's Alibaba. Uh, so Alibaba obviously always carries a premium still today compared to just about anybody else or most of anybody else. Mm -hmm. um, there is definitely there's a tech element to it, not just in terms of online orders. But I um, I actually visited a, um, a fresh hippo shop about three and a half years ago, maybe a little bit longer than that. And they were called differently at the time. But it, it compared to your normal supermarket, it was actually very impressive. Um, mm -hmm. It was extremely clean. Um, it, it was spacious inside. Everything looked extremely fresh, organized, unlike, you know, what you see very often when you go into a supermarket. Uh, like uh, right, like Lianhua or Jalefu or whatever, um, which I used to spend a fair amount of time in as well. Uh, the uh, the only, really at the time, the only high-tech aspect of it that I noticed was that you could only pay uh, using Alipay. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and uh, yeah, that obviously was, uh, uh, you know, not surprising, but um back to back to your question um you know this is a consumer play number one and uh, and i think that the view on the part of global investors at least today most of the global investors is that the consumer sector in china is not performing particularly well mm -hmm. um now we're looking at 
food here mostly, so uh, it's it's a basic staple. People need it day in day out, and 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 you've got the Alibaba name attached to it. So I think the IPO will will do well. I don't think it will do extraordinarily well, and uh, I think part of it is that you know you you cannot uh, really convince a lot of people that this is really a company that deserves a high-tech valuation of, <laughs> yeah. you know, at, of any particular uh, magnitude. So you think uh, just in terms of, of pricing, you think, uh, what, it'll be higher than Carrefour in the traditional chains? Yeah, I think it will be higher than traditional chains, yeah. Okay. But, but uh, I doubt that uh, investors will want to give it a you know a high tech type valuation right somewhere in between i would think okay on the other hand you you mentioned a, a few of these other ones because uh, we were talking about traditional supermarkets chains um we do have some of these pure online plays as uh, fresh hippo sort of somewhere in between they do both um but you do have these pure online plays like ding dong and pindodo uh which have much more flexibility because they don't have physical retail stores. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, how do you sort of see the China supermarket landscape, you know, developing over the longer term? Do you think these traditional supermarkets will be able to coexist and compete with the pure online stores? And, you know, if you're looking at Fresh Hippo, where do they sort of fit into this whole picture? Well, you know, it's um, my understanding is that during COVID, obviously, the Pure online uh, retailers, uh, whether it's food or anything else, did particularly well. My understanding also is that uh, since the end of COVID, their revenues and and volume of activity and so on have come down. Hmm. Um, and uh, in some cases, I think, you know, substantially. So uh, the question then that comes is, is it, temporary or is it somewhat permanent and by the way we've seen the same for instance in the u.s with amazon which went you know comparatively through the roof during covid and then you know everybody was saying that's it you know things will never go back to before and then covid was over and and people started to go back to brick and mortar shops Hmm. malls and so on in addition to still buying online but but volumes start and, and activity number of orders and so on and revenue started to come down. So, you know, I think that um, shops, brick and mortars, still have, you know, some value for a lot of people. They're, they're meeting places. Um, you know, they're places you go to. If you're in a hurry, you don't want to go there, so you order online. If you're not in a hurry, then, you know, you go there because... You can look at whatever you're buying, vegetables or meat or whatever. You can, if it's vegetables, you can even touch them. You can look at whether they're absolutely fresh or half rotten or whatever. Uh, And there's still that element, I think, that a lot of people value. Hmm. So I don't think that the retailers, uh, brick and mortar retailers, will disappear. They will... I think not do as well as as they did historically, 
um, but I don't think that on the other side, uh, online is, is going to be the way to go for everybody, for everything in the future, or at least not anytime soon. If you look at Alibaba, if you look at Fresh Hippo, the thing that's interesting is that they have both. Right. Uh, and, and, and there may actually be, I think that there's some value in that. I would assume that a Fresh Hippo, a real shop if you want, probably looks even more um, tech today than they looked three and a half, four years ago. Uh, so for some people, you know, that may become an interesting destination. Mm -hmm. You know, you go there, you're in a different environment, you see some tech at work. I'm not too sure exactly what, but I remember that they were, you know, a little bit like in some of the uh, sushi restaurants where you have this conveyor belt going around right. and so on. <laughs> Uh, so there was an element of that in terms of bringing food items into some parts of the store and so on. So I would think that that is probably looks probably even more tech today, and that therefore for you know some people it it's still gonna be very interesting to go to the shop and be in that kind of environment. And then when you don't have time, you order online from Fresh Hippo. Right, right. That, I think, is a positioning that um, I think has some value. Nobody else has that. Right. Well, and you're saying, I mean, uh, you, you, we both remember a few years ago, Alibaba was going on and on about the new retail that was going to be right. complementing, you know, uh, online with, with retail, which is basically what you're saying. You know, people will do online when they don't have time to go to the store or whatever. There's no real reason, but, you know, Shopping in a real store is still an experience. You know, it gets people out of the house, something, you know, something to do, see and check out new things and so forth. Yeah, well, if you go back, you're right. If you go back for five years, I mean, everybody was talking about new retail. Right. Everybody. Uh, you know, even even the traditional brick and mortars like Lianhua and Jalifu and so on and, and uh, Sunart and so on, they were all talking about new retails and combining online with offline and so on. That was like, it was the uh, uh, the big thing right. of the time, like AI is today, and before that, uh, data analysis was and so on. So, but I, I, don't, I don't see, I don't hear a lot of talk anymore these days about a new retail or whatever. I mean, you don't talk, I think they don't talk about it so much, they just practice it. Right, well, that's the way a lot of things go in the beginning there's all the hype and everybody wants to put it into their name and then you know people get down to business and it either you know it either sticks or it doesn't i think right i think we're both saying you know that it does seem to be gaining traction you just don't hear it <laughs> people don't use the word new retail that much anymore just because it's not not the word of the moment not the flavor of the day anymore right so but it's it's still here okay all right, well, let's uh, wrap there. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening this week. Uh, if you like what you hear, please tell your friends about us and rate us and share us on your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to join us again next week for another edition of China Inc., when we'll look once more at the latest trending Chinese business topic. Hope to see you then. Goodbye for now. Thank you all. <laughs>